Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. I'm Michelle Davis. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is about my poetry, my artworks, and also with mixes thrown in. Do enjoy this dub poetry mashup. Hello and welcome to another instalment of my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, today I'm going to discuss another poem that I've written. And this one is titled Reality. Reality. He looks me in the face with pleasure as it is a cruel fate it holds over me. It enjoys every grueling aspect of life with consistency. It never takes a day off. He takes delight in my fears. In my presence, it is staunch. Sleep has abandoned me. Hunger is non-existent. My belly is filled with despair. All the reasons for living have taken their leave. My elixir for life has been rendered useless, tasteless, bitter even like an herb which purges the bile of the gut, yet paralyzing to the taste, numbing my lips and mouth, leaving me drooling not for life but its release. Reality has checked in and won't check out. It has taken up residence, but it is an unwanted guest which won't take a hint. But I know the tide will turn, and I shall once again yearn for life as if it's ambrosia, It's alluring, pulling me in, as magnets attract on opposite sides. I now crave life with such passion, which fills me with longing, as a lover yearns for the other. Come hither, let me fall into your embrace. Grace me with your favour, let me not feel like a caged bird with clipped wings. I'm ready to feel the sun on my face again. I allow its rays to burn away the doubts and fears. Alas, I am ready to face reality with a potent instinct to live and survive. So with this poem, basically I was so fed up of life, you know, of being someone that paints for a living and it's very difficult at times. And reality is not as it's not as bright, you know, is it? Anyone remember that? That advert, um, the future is orange, the future is bright. Uh, I think that was from um, a mobile, yeah, orange mobile. It no longer exists. It says the future is orange, the future is bright. Uh, for me, in a sense, it wasn't bright. I couldn't. A future. It was just bleak and it was when I wrote this I remember this I wrote this on the 19th of September 2008 I just couldn't see a way out everything was just dark you know I was painting this is something I just can't stop doing I just paint and paint And although I was painting, having exhibitions and so forth, I just 
couldn't make a living from it. You know, I had exhibitions of prepare and so forth and spend the money doing renting a gallery space, having a private view night, buying wine, entertaining and so forth and yeah, people do come to the exhibition, you know. Some people come and and some promise, yeah, they're gonna buy a piece. And I say, yes, put that up. I want to buy this piece from you, and yes, but is it put a thingy on there, and say it's sold, and you know. And reality is, you don't see them again when you have this private view, and everyone's all so supportive, so-called supportive, and turn up. La de da and blah blah blah, and then say they're gonna buy this painting, and they don't. You don't hear from them again. You just come on a private view. You don't come back again at all, and you don't hear from them. You don't answer their calls. They say, "Are you buying this piece?" They just disappear. You're left with the bill. Of having to pay a commission on a piece that you—that's the reality of art. Sometimes you have exhibitions; you have to pay for that gallery space. You have to rent it for a minimum of, say, two weeks. You're responsible for that space for two weeks. If you're having a private view, well, you know you have to spend a bit more. You have to buy all the trimmings. You have to buy the drinks, the snack, finger food, so forth. Rent the, the, the glasses. You know. strange mixes of And then you have... And you have families that don't really, because as me as a West Indian then. And you have families that don't turn up, they do not turn up. And you have families that think an artist is not a proper job, being an artist is not a proper job. It's not work, you just, it's child's play. It's something you do. They have completely no understanding and they desire not to have any understanding of anything but themselves. And I'm talking from family point of view, from my family. I think what I do is just a joke. In fact, they say, oh, she don't work. I paint every single day. If I don't paint, I'm sketching. If I'm not even doing anything physically, I'm thinking of what's the next project. And this was written. I'm still an artist. I still survive. I still cling on to, to being an artist. But I went back into education and studying and reality kicked in once again and as soon as I, I, I while I was studying I was a care was caring for my mom my elderly 
and she got really ill. But I still pushed through my studies. On my own, no help from family. And ironically, I finished my studies. She got worse. She got worse to the point where she's now housebound. She can't do anything really physically for herself except just walk on using the, the frame. So now ironically, as soon as I finish my, my degree, to go out and get a proper job, quote unquote, <laughs> doing that with my fingers. I'm once again, struggling to balance life, my life. Because I now have an elder mother that's gotten worse in and out of hospitals and so forth. And I have to deal with that. And it's a full time, full on situation. If you listen to my first podcast about age, the first episode, you know what basically age. The poem was about age getting old and how it affects not just the individual but others that surround them. I'm now an artist, an interior designer and a carer. And guess what? Which one takes up most of my time now? A carer. You know, that's what takes up 90% of my time now. And that's just reality. Who knows what's around the corner? And the worst thing is, family are still saying, oh, she don't know, she don't, you know. They're still not understanding that I'm not a full-time carer. And I'm still doing my art. I have to, because that's my outlet. That's how I survive mentally. And spiritually, that's how I, I'm still here. If I didn't have an outlet, I basically don't know how where I would be. Probably jump off a, a, a bridge or something, and I'm not saying that lightly. Very difficult. And even then, and sometimes it's just difficult to sort of continue in the situation I'm in. And no one has iota of understanding and it's sad it makes me sad it hurts it hurts me deeply as I say I'm an emotional person I, I am from that this is who I am I'm a creative so as again reality slaps me in the face <laughs> so let's go through this Reality. It looks me in the face with pleasure, as it's a cruel fate it holds over me. It enjoys every grueling aspect of life. It takes, it takes delights in my fears. In my presence it is staunch. Sleep has abandoned me. Hunger is non-existent. My belly is filled with despair. That's the first verse. And yes, every penis, this is exactly how I felt. And now I'm feeling similar again. Sleep has abandoned me. I barely sleep. I get up early in the morning. 
I sort my mother out before I even think about myself. And that's it for the rest of the day. You know, I have a carer that comes in and make sure that I'm just sorting them when the carer comes. I'm here. She can open the door ever, basically. She can get downstairs to open the door, so I have to be here to open the door. Get much sleep, because my mother tends to get sick. Get she, If anything's going to happen to her, it's going to happen to her at night. Every single time I've had to call an ambulance out, it's because during her sleep, she has night terrors, so basically she's scream out and so forth. So I basically don't sleep because I sleep with one ear and one eye open. And if anything happens, it's always at night. If it's just going to get ill, it's at night. If anything's going to go wrong, it's at night. Every time I have to call the ambulance, it's at night. So, yes, sleep has abandoned me. Hunger has, is non-existent. When you're stressed, some people eat when they're stressed, but for me personally, I don't eat that much when I'm stressed. You know? And my belly is filled with despair, yes, I worry. And it, and it says here, go a bit further up, it, it never takes a day off, it delights in my fears. No, it's true. Life doesn't take a day off. Life goes on. You don't say, oh, today's Thursday. Hmm, I'm just going to stop. Life doesn't stop. It still goes on, even when you feel like stopping. And that's the stage I'm at where I just feel like stopping completely. Just pause. Just press the pause button. Just press the pause button and just not have to do anything or worry about anything just for even for half an hour even for 10 minutes sometimes okay and the next verse it says all the reasons for living have, have taken their leave my elixir for life has been rendered useless tasteless bitter even like an herb which purges the gut bile of the gut read again all the reasons for living has taken their leave. My elixir for life has been rendered useless, tasteless, bitter even, like an herb which purges the bile of the gut, yet paralyzing to the taste, numbing my lips and my mouth, leaving me drooling not for life. So this second verse, yeah, yes, is there's no reason for living, basically. You know, that's the stage I got to. It is, why am I... There's no ex reason for me to be here on this planet. This beautiful planet. And how, no matter how beautiful it is, it's when you have no reason, you don't feel that you have no reason to be here. It doesn't matter. And that's the stage I was at. And I'm having similar feelings now. That stage of that is there's no, no reason to, for living. I have no life. I feel stuck. 
in a situation where it just came on me. It feels as if the more I try, the worse things get. I try different avenues of life, creatively. Things don't change or things do change for the worse. And it's me being and it's difficult to get out of that rut of pessimism. Sometimes you get up and say, yes, I'm going to feel good today. <laughs> life is great, life is good, yeah. But then reality, in verse 3 here, reality has checked in and won't check out. It has taken up residence, but it's an uninvited guest which won't take a hint, you know? That reality is, try to be upbeat sometimes and then you look around and you see a situation. You don't have to, in my case, I don't even have time to, to, to look and I wake up, boom, I'm in the situation and my eyes literally open. Until my eyes close and at night and I hit my head in that pillow. And even when I'm dreaming, when I'm sleeping, it's on me. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried about my mom. I'm worried about God. Is this tonight's going to be the last night? Is it? You know, it these things affect me. It, this is what I think about. And it, it, it's it's depleting energy, and it's it depletes. Anyone else that's in the same similar I know the tide will turn and I shall once again yearn for life as if it's ambrosia. See, that's me trying to keep upbeat. I know the tide will life is ever changing. It's never the same. Once again, you know, it's ever changing. I know you think you're in this you know, think. No, I know. I'm in this situation and it's like a perpetual thing. It's just over and over. It's like Groundhog Day for me. My life is... Nothing changes. And if it does change, it changes for the worse. And life is always moving, moving, moving. And the situation is the same, but it's not the same. And it's just worse and worse. But something happened, I thought, yeah. Something clicked in my head to say, life changes and it's forever moving and it will not stay the same. It doesn't stay the same, whether it gets worse or better, or, or you know, for better or worse. So I'm hoping that it will get better. It will change and I will once again yearn for life, be enthusiastic about living in life. This is what I, uh, I hoped for. I wasn't feeling it at the time, but this is here. It says, I know the tide will turn and I shall once again yearn for It's alluring, pulling me in. I now crave life with such passion. You know, this is what I was hoping for. I didn't feel it. fills me with longings and love and yearns for the other. So I was hoping for that fantastic change that life usually throws up. And you think the worst, the best happens. So I think this is a mindset as well. Although you're in a situation, it's difficult to 
get your mindset around. And sometimes you to turn around and reality is there. And the last verse says, I'm ready to feel the sun on my face once again. Actually, my face, I'm ready to feel the sun on my face again. I mean, I've felt it before. It's not the first time I've felt the sun on my face. Yeah, life is worth living. So we, we have to dig deep and find that thing, that moment in time when you felt so alive, so grateful for being alive, you know, and cling to it and hang on to it. One little thing sometimes will save us from despair, from wanting to just basically check out of life. I'm ready to feel the sun on my face again, allow its rays to burn away the doubts and fears. I think that's so beautiful. Allow its rays to burn away the doubts and the fears. I was hoping and clinging for that. Doubts and fears. Lots of doubts and fears of life. Alas, I am ready to face reality. A potent instinct to live and survive. So, allow its rays to burn away the doubts and the fears. You know, just be in that moment when you felt so alive. Find that. Find that feeling that you had and cling on to it and know it and know that this moment that I felt so alive I'm going to hang on to it and it's going to burn away all the fears that I have now in reality all the fears and the doubts it's going to burn it away and I'm going to once again be ready to face reality to face the situation face it with potent instinct and a will to live and survive, you know, to say, this is not going to finish me, this is not going to be my end, this is not going to stop my life. This situation is not going to finish me off. You know, I'm stronger than this, I've faced it before and I've been through it and I know what it's like on the other side. I'm going to hang on to it because... I want that back. I want to feel the sun on my face again. And this is such a powerful, powerful verse, the last one, the last sentence. It's a potent instinct to live and survive. Instinct, survival instinct. We all have it. And if we don't have it mentally, our bodies are saying, no, I'm not going to die today. Not today. Your body is saying, I will live and survive, no matter how much sometimes. We have to really put our body in a place where we cannot react. The body cannot react for it to, to pass away. Because life is so precious. It fights. It fights us tooth and nail when we try to end it. You know, and that's the beauty of life. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes I don't see it. Sometimes I think, you know what? That's the big fuss about life. While life is saying, hey, I'm here, not going anyway. I'm going to fight you. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful that life clings on to us. Although we try to cut life away from us, try to get because of the situation we're in, we can't see a way out. 
what life did to just hang on like this. It's like it's got some claws in, in, in us, like. And even then, the body is like fighting. It's like your body is life, it's your spirit, it's, it's your soul, it's fighting to remain in your body. Go and fight it, you know? That's so beautiful. I'm talking about it because I'm, I'm, at the moment, I'm feeling this reality thing, this poem, the first three verses, because I'm feeling so and fed up of life. And I'm talking like this because I'm, I'm talking like this to boost myself, to feel good about life once more while I'm recording this, and to feel, to feel it. I'm in the moment when I'm doing my poems and talking about it. Because reality for me now is simply... I feel like this, my life is pointless. There's no reason for me to carry on. Because I can uh, do what I desire to do with my art, you know, with my creativity. And that is, when you take away an artist's brush, he will paint with his fingers. When you take away their fingers, they will paint with their toes. If you take away it, they will find something to paint with. They cannot survive without an out creative outlet. As artists, as creative people, we cannot survive without doing something creative. And this is, my hands are tied. It's like everything's been taken away from me that uh, for me to create. And when that is taken away, it's just no reason to live, no will. We have to, we have to create. And if we take that away from us, there's no life. And an individual say, oh, it's not a job, you know. It's something I do 24-7 in my mind when I was painting, full time. Is that when I start painting, I just can't stop at times. I cannot stop. I have to physically, it's a fight. That's just who I am. And when it's been taken away because of situation, it is frightening, it's scary. It's like looking down a tunnel and I just pitch black and my eyes are wide open. So now I feel really, I'm reading this, and I have to get in the moment, I have to feel this, the sun on my face again. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm getting all energising. That was such a poignant poem for me when I wrote this. And I read it, it's just, it brings it all back, and it, it, I realise that, oh, oh, boulder dash, I'm, I'm in this similar situation again. You know? I'm in a similar situation again where, yeah, reality has checked in and won't check out. It's taken up residence, but it's an uninvited guest, unwanted guest, which won't take a hint. And now I have to find that will, that will, that instinct to live and survive, to feel the sun on my face again. And that's what this poem is about. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm sorry if I if I rat, ranted on, but it's basically I'm talking about this is what my podcast is about, is what I've written, what I've experienced. And what others might be, maybe someone else is going through the, the same. Because when you're in a situation, you feel you're so alone. You think no one else is going through this. I'm the only one. But reality is 
majority of us are going through similar situations, and not to be exact, and you're going through similar things. And it'd be good to hear from someone, to get a response to say, yeah, I've felt this, you know, and encourage each other. It'd be good to have a discussion and talk about it. Anyway, the artwork that's attached. This is a little one as well. This is an A, A4. And it's a acrylic and canvas. And the title for this is Light of Hope. It's so fitting. And as you can see here, it's a painting I did. I don't know where I did this. And as you can see, it's of an inside of a building. This interior of a building is actually a church. No, it's not a religious theme as such, but this was a photograph I took of my, it's a local church, it's not my local church, this is a church my friend got married in, and um, we went there to prepare it and to, to, to decorate it, with, and I took a photograph of this. It wasn't a great photograph, it was on my, um, just 2008, I had you know, those phones, you know, those flip phones, I, think, I can't remember, the little phone, that the cameras were basically not great, it's 2008, you know, I had, uh, was it 2008? I can't remember, I think, even, I think it was even earlier, it wasn't 2008, it was, Oh, let me go and check. Actually, I have the painting right here. I'm gonna check, and I paint. And I painted this in 2005. I'm holding my hand right now. It's small, the 30 by 40 painting. And um, I had a little. I think it's called it was an oyster phone or something like the one that flipped open good quality. And in those days, you had to go in and. I printed off the photograph and it was such a terrible resolution that um res from the, the photograph. But I painted this beautiful painting from it because I painted from my memory as well. It was for me to get the composition I did the uh, sort of from the photograph. And it's the image of the interior of the church here. Beautiful, beautiful church. And um it was quite dark, I thought. Hmm? It's a bit dark in here. And I thought, hmm, shouldn't churches be filled with light, you know? So that's why I, I gave it this title, Light of Hope. It was such a dark church, and this was in the day. It was like a church that was hidden, tucked away. And it was very dark. I thought, oh. Anyway, I saw the beauty in it. Although for me, it was that dark, and I thought, wow. I saw the beauty in this church because because it was so dark, the light from the outside was just beaming in. I Meaning from the little tiny windows. The windows are quite small. As you can see straight to the centre of the, the painting, that's the only light natural light was coming from those um these five windows. You know? It's five vertical windows, tiny windows that the light was beaming in. And the rest of the light was artificial. The, the lights on the side, there, were artificial. There was just electric, elect, electricity that was just wired around the church to to bring it to life, to bring light to it. But this all artificial light that was so strong, beaming out. But 
the beautiful light came from outside. No, nothing beats natural light, natural lighting. And I thought I had to do this and bring life back into this dark environment. And I actually, the light, the artificial light and the natural light is beaming inside. And the walls, they were so beautiful. Simple, beautiful, but it wasn't seen. The beauty is not seen because it's so dark. So this painting relating to the poem is, don't give up, a light of hope. You know, although reality sometimes seems relentless, reality seems to want to tear us down and kill us. Don't give up, there's hope. Find your, your moment in time where you, you felt the sun on your face. And you'll feel it again. Don't forget that moment. Find it. We all have it. Find it and hold on to it. Cling on it. Cling on to it with dear life because life will cling to it. Cling on to it with dear life. You, know. you don't have to tell life to hold on to life. Life is there to hang on, I'm telling you. It's, it's, just, it's a battle when you're trying to sort of end it. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing for someone to do that. For someone to take their own life, they must have been going through sheer hell. And they've thought long and hard, and long and hard, sometimes years, about doing it. But they're clinging on, they're holding on. And for the ones that don't make it, it's so sad. They didn't find that day when they felt the sun on their face. And sometimes it's too late. Sometimes they get to the stage where it's too late. You know, you cannot talk to anyone. You know, it's... You know, so hang on, hang on in there. You know, feel that light of hope. It's there, even in dark, dark, dingy places where light is supposed to be, like this painting. It was so dark in a church. It was, light is supposed to be there, but dingy, even when in a situation here where it's so dark, look for that little light that is there. You know, and that's what I did with this painting. That's what I did, just bring the light from the out, natural light, the artificial light, but just... Even if it's artificial light, hang on to it until you can see the real thing coming. This painting is sort of a very strong image. And the light coming through and highlighting the rafters, the ceiling, it's highlighting bits that you've never seen. If you didn't have that light coming through, you've never seen that part of your life. If you didn't have that light coming through, part of your life that was hidden away, the beauty of it. The beauty of your life, the beauty of the, the, this building, these pillars. You've never seen it unless you let the light in. You know, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening in and listening to this conversation. And this is a beautiful, poignant poem and a painting attached also. Again, it would be great to hear from you and discuss it. Uh, let others know that if they're going through a situation they're not alone there's others going through it and they're battling also and be good to sort of be there for someone when you see that they're not 
100% they're themselves you see that they're not themselves you know someone you know when they're not themselves when they're a bit quiet or reserved taking themselves away from social events or a social interaction with anyone be there you know talk to them even sometimes when they don't feel like talking just be persistent be gentle with it because you don't know you don't know what's going to trigger that person you know just be there for someone. Don't criticize. Don't take the, 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 the so to speak. You know, don't make fun of her or laugh or make unnecessary comments about the person's life because you don't know that thing might just push them over the edge. You know, that just might just be the the the, the, the last straw that sends them over the edge. So be that person you like someone to be for you if you're in a situation. If you're feeling down, be that positive person. Thank you so much for resonating with everyone that's listening and they can pass it along and be there. Just be there. Okay, I shall be making the audio of this. And for now, Michelle out. Reality, it looks me in the face with pleasure, as it is a cruel fate it holds over me. It enjoys every grueling aspect of life with consistency. It never takes a day off. It takes delight in my fears. In my presence, it is staunch. Sleep has abandoned me. Hunger is non-existent. My belly is filled with despair. All the reasons for living have taken their leave. My elixir for life has been rendered useless, tasteless, bitter even, like an herb which purges the bile of the gut, yet paralyzing to the taste, numbing my lips and mouth, leaving me drooling not for life but its release. Reality has checked in and won't check out. It has taken up residence, but it is an unwanted guest, which won't take a hint. But I know the tide will turn, and I shall once again yearn for life as if it's ambrosia. It's alluring, pulling me in, as magnets attract on opposite sides. I now crave life with such passion, which fills me with longing, as a lover yearns for the other. Come hither, let me fall into your embrace. Grace me with your favour, let me not feel like a caged bird with clipped wings. I'm ready to feel the sun on my face again. I allow its rays to burn away the doubts and fears. Alas, I am ready to face reality. It's a potent instinct to live and survive.